Welcome to part two of our conversation with Danielle Tenner. You're listening to The Zag. We're going to continue talking about education, and I also want to ask her the secrets to being a cool mom. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Zag. All right, Danielle. Part two, welcome back. How are you? I'm still good, thanks. So do you actually work in Beaudry? That's where your office is? Yes, yes it is. So I'll tell you a funny story. When I was teaching, I taught in Compton through TFA as well. And Compton is its own independent school district, much like a Linwood or a Culver City would be. But a lot of other TFA folks um, taught in the district, and they kept talking about having to go to Beaudry, um, at Beaudry. And I, for probably a good year and a half, I thought Beaudry was a human being, like somebody they were going going to see and talk to. And they had all these papers that only Beaudry could sign. Uh, and it really was only... Uh, about 18 months later, I realized it's it's a giant building on the street of Beaudry. Um, it's a very famous, interesting building. What what floor are you on in there? Yes. Well, when I was teaching, we used to call it the Death Star. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we are on the 24th floor and it is, um, you know, it's, a, it's quite the building and it's um, a little slanted and a little terrifying, but um, happy to be there. And then do you sit on the same floor as all the other board members or each one has their own floor? Like, I don't even know how all that works. We do. We're, we're, we're all down one long hallway. Each of the um, board members and their staff um, have a separate office in one hallway. So then an actual board meeting day when the board's in session, what does your life look like? What happens on that day? Well, we're we're figuring out exactly what that'll look like from week to week, but generally either being down in the boardroom, sort of monitoring what's happening, um, you know, helping to feed Nick any information that he might need as things come up, um, or being upstairs in the office watching it on my computer and sort of monitoring what's happening and attempting to multitask and do uh, other work at the same time. And had you been to board meetings before this job? I had been to a couple for sort of brief periods um, in the context of my work as an advocate right. um, to, you know, try to make public comment or support for items that were um, relevant to what I was doing then. But I had never sat through a full board meeting until I started, and that is a, quite the experience. We're trying to make them shorter by having more um, meetings this year to try to make things more efficient. We'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah, because you mentioned your work as an advocate. After you left the classroom, you went to law school, became a lawyer. And then once you finished law school, what happened after that? So I worked for a few years in you know private commercial litigation, um, in part, you know, for obvious financial reasons, but also because I wanted to learn about the business world and learn something new. I think consistently my career is about trying to learn new things. Um, so I did that for a while. And then when the sort of tug of education was stronger and stronger. Um, I then went into the nonprofit legal services world and was doing education advocacy on behalf of uh, primarily foster youth and probation youth who were involved in the juvenile justice system around a bunch of issues, including special education. And so the, uh, that work you did there, how do you feel like that's going to inform the policy directing for Nick? I think it will definitely inform it quite a bit. Um, I have been spending my time for the last few years thinking really carefully about how educational policies impact your most vulnerable kids. So I have a, a really, you know, sort of good sense for 
who's going to fall through the cracks here when we do things and trying to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, you know, I also have um, pretty, you know, strong opinions about social emotional learning for kids who've experienced trauma. I've done a lot of work in that, and I'm hoping that that will inform the work that we do um, as well as the need for school stability and thinking about ways to improve attendance and school stability. And those I think will all inform the policy that work that I'm doing now. Yeah. So then how do you and Nick and the team in general prioritize work within your own district? Because Nick's school board district, for those that don't know, is, is really weird in terms of its, its shape and what it covers. It's everything over to the west side, uh, like Venice, and then where it goes up a little bit north and then swings over to like East Hollywood, right? Isn't that as far east as it goes? Yeah, it goes to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a ton of different everything in his district. So how does he handle that reality that it's not actually a a homogeneous group at all. It's super, super different. Yeah. And I mean, I think we're approaching everything right now with learners and trying to figure out how to do that best. We have um, two people on our team who are working solely on community and stakeholder engagement um, throughout our district. And so they've sort of split themselves up geographically. Um, One sort of in the north part of our district is in the valley. So the the valley in Hollywood and then um, the other half is sort of the west side and down even into Westchester near the airport. So um, we're we're splitting it up in terms of staff point people. Um, Nick just also has a lot of energy, so, so he's going everywhere. Um, and yeah, he's been at like twenty five schools so far, or something, right? Didn't I read that? Yeah, I think it was like twenty one in the first week of school. So he he's really planning to be out in the field quite a bit and making sure that he is in touch with with all of the schools um, that that we're working with. Um, and I, I'm I'm pretty confident he's going to be able to do that. So then what happens when Nick's out of the school and like a principal says, hey, my AC has been broken, can't get it fixed. Or he runs into a parent who says something they're mad about curriculum. Like how does he handle those kind of things? Because he's going to be out so much, he's going to hear a lot of that. What's the what's the next step that he has to take or should should take? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll it definitely depends on on the type of situation. But you know, one of the other things that he is doing and that we're doing as an office are trying to build relationships within the district so that if an issue comes up, we sort of know, um, you know, who within the district might be able to help us with that um, particular challenge, whether it's something that can be addressed, um, you know, obviously trying to first and foremost, listen to to folks who are struggling with something. That's something that I think we're all trying to do. But but more than listen, we're hoping to be responsive by just knowing and having positive relationships with local um, superintendent uh, offices um, because, you know, LA Unified is split up into sort of different administrative zones. So knowing who the right point person is um, and having a good relationship with that person to see if there's anything that we can do to help someone who might need some assistance with something. Sounds good. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Danielle's going to tell us how to be a cool mom. Stay tuned. All right, Danielle. How old is your kiddo again? Uh, She is about to turn two. And what is her name? Her name is Sid or Sydney. And you said she's very rambunctious. Was that the polite way to put it? Um, yeah, she is, um, a pleasant handful. She's just really funny right now. The language is exploding and I have no idea what she's saying a lot of the time. So it's quite a fun time right now. 
And would you say you subscribe to a certain mom philosophy? Did you read a lot of books? Like, how do you describe your parenting? Yeah, I mean, I subscribe to the philosophy of just trying to make it work as best I can um, and trying not to be an anxious mom. I'm anxious in pretty much every other part of my life and a perfectionist at work. And I think being a mom is just a whole different beast. So to the extent I can, I just try to be relaxed around her and hopefully that'll work. We'll see. I don't know. And then how do you raise a progressive kid, right? We're all progressives at NLC and then hopefully a lot of our friends are too. How do you make sure your kids turn out that way? Yeah, I mean, this is something now that she's sort of conscious, I'm definitely trying to be conscious about. um, And I think it's just being open and having conversations and talking to kids. I mean, when I was in college, one of the my senior research project was interviewing a bunch of six year olds about race and racism. And I I learned how early um, beliefs set in in kids and how early you can also teach them how to be thoughtful and, and pro-social. And so I'm, I'm very much planning on, on just being open and honest with her and talking about the things that we see in the world and the things that we wish we could see in the world. And I've already bought a bunch of the books that are going to help me have those conversations. So, um, we'll see if I'm ready when, 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 as she sort of learns how to understand more in the world around her. And then last question, do you have a guess yet on what kind of school you'll seek out when she's ready for kindergarten? Oh my God, it's so hard. Um, you know, I would love to send her to my local public school. Um, I already joined the PTA there. Um, oh, wow. and, uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know, our, our local schools and throughout Los Angeles need all the support that they can get. So, um, that's my hope, but we'll see, you know, we'll see what kind of a learner she is. And I'm, I'm open to looking at, at different options for her if, if I think that's going to be best for her because, um, I, I do, you know, think it's got to be a choice for specific kids. I'm a product, you know, my parents sent me on to magnets and charters and uh, and on a permit within Los Angeles. And so we're going to figure out what's best for her and, and hopefully it'll all work out. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for talking to us. If you're ever in Beaudry, look up Danielle. If you ever watch LAUSD school board meetings, maybe you'll catch a fleeting glance of her running around. Uh, But thanks for all the work you're doing, and thanks for listening to The Zag. If you want more information, check out the rest of our podcast episodes at la.newleaderscouncil.org. We'll talk to you soon.